Whether you're a government stakeholder or an industry capture manager, you may be asking yourself, why does the acquisition cycle take so long? Stick around and I'm going to break down the acquisition life cycle for you. Hey there, Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts. It's Friday night. Welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. On tonight's episode, I'm going to break down the acquisition life cycle for you. But first, cheers. Okay, we all know that the acquisition process takes a really long time. But what are the reasons that cause it? Now, there's all sorts of areas we could go and dive into here. And I'm going to stick to the really basics of what's going on behind the scenes when an acquisition is getting pulled together before it even ever goes out on the street and then what happens as you bid on it and get your, your responses back and find out whether or not a vendor is one or not or whether or not um, they're gonna go to further discussions, right? So when a requirement is first established in the government, well, it goes way back beyond that even, right? right. So, so in, order in order to get money, Agencies have to submit a, a budget request to Congress. They have to then get that money appropriated. For some projects, it takes one, two years even before that, that funding will ever make it back to the agency. So until that money has actually been appropriated to the agency, they often can't even move forward on the requirement. So an agency may be communicating its needs, uh, a program manager may be communicating its needs to stakeholders, and that may be happening two years before real work is even beginning because they haven't been approved to even financially move forward with this. Fast forward, money comes through. I'm not even gonna to touch the appropriation process in this conversation. Maybe I'll do another video on that because it is important. But funding comes through and an agency gets the go ahead to begin the acquisition cycle. Well, the first thing they have to do is build their requirement. And of course, we can talk about Agile versus Waterfall and how to streamline this, but when it comes down to it, to some extent, you have to build your requirement. And building that requirement means talking to stakeholders, understanding what your needs are, understanding the other systems that it's gonna interact with, pulling all of these things together in a living and breathing environment where things are constantly changing, and trying to document all of those needs so that you can present it to industry so someone other than just the incumbent would actually be able to bid on the requirement. That process can take anywhere from three to six months in a very streamlined, agile uh, acquisition to two plus years in a traditional government acquisition cycle. It goes through a numerous iterations, reviews, configuration boards, approvals, acquisition strategy panels, just to agree on what the basis of the requirements are. Then once the requirements are formulated, market research begins, where they start looking at industry, finding out who's out there. Are there small businesses that can do it? Does it need to be set aside per the rule of two under FAR Part 19? Does it go out to other some other further defined category? What acquisition vehicles are available? Do you use federal supply schedules under FAR 8.4? Existing indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity contracts under FAR 16.5? The, there's so many different choices to be made. There's so many different things to consider going out to industry, letting industry know what's going on, what it's going to look like, getting feedback from industry, and then reshaping what you've already created. All along, things within the agency are changing, so that causes revisions to documents. Oftentimes, that has to be cycled back through. Depending on the size of the acquisition, it may have to go up to leadership boards to get approval, so on and so forth. This is a very lengthy process. Once you have your requirements approved and your acquisition strategy approved, you then go out to industry and you tell them 
we're going to synopsize it. We're telling them we're getting ready to release this requirement. And then you actually release the requirement. Now, so in some cases, you can consolidate those under FAR Part 5. It depends. You can do a combined synopsis and solicitation. But typically, uh, if you don't, it's going to be 15 days uh, on FedBizOps, which is the government point of entry. Just letting industry know that it's coming, what it's going to look like, if they have an opportunity to raise questions about that. And then a minimum of 30 days for the acquisition to be out there for proposals to come in, 45 days if it's research and development. And yes, I know if you're doing simplified acquisition procedures or federal supply schedules or IDIQ, you can change those dates, you know, depending on what you actually need to be longer or shorter. But those are the minimums for standard acquisitions, right? So that's another 45 days of just the requirements sitting out there. Of course, 45 days doesn't feel like a very long time on the industry side where they have to pull together this very beefy response to long requirements documents with limited page counts and lots of uh, statement of work items or statement of objective items that they have to respond to. Uh, sometimes there's more statement of work pages describing what they have to respond to than industries even allowed to respond in, which is difficult, which is why uh, challenges and interactions are so valuable because it's really difficult to, to respond in a fixed amount of space to say all the great things about what it is an industry or a company's solution would be to that problem, but I digress. So industry looks at the requirements, they have this time frame. they start seeing all these problems because look, even with all that time, there's gonna be mistakes. Industry comes back during the Q&A phase, raises all sorts of questions, points out problems. The government recognizes some of them are right. They have to fix them now. Well, now that they're fixing them, industry can't actually even move forward on the on the response because there's critical questions that need to be answered before they can make their uh, their strategic decision. So what ends up happening is the schedule slips and that can slip for weeks, day, or days, weeks, months, who knows, depending on the significance of the findings and the questions. But regardless, once that happens, it, the schedule gets slipped a little bit and then industry submits their proposals. Whew, everybody take a deep breath, unless you're now on the government side where you're now on a timeline to try and review all of these different proposals. You know, sometimes you get one, sometimes you get 30, and you have to go through each and every single one. First, make sure they're even compliant with the requirements of submission before you need to even evaluate them. And then you have to go through and evaluate the technical solution, evaluate the price. Sometimes you have to go out to uh, a DCMA and get audit findings for these. All this can take time. You have to go find comparison rates. The tech team is, is going through and rating against all the different evaluation factors and sub-factors, giving documenting strengths and weaknesses, ultimately coming to a recommendation, which then gets recommended to the source selection official. Source selection official may make a decision to accept the recommendation or send it back for further revisions and reviews and, and more detail. All of that then has to go through legal review, more contracting officer review, to let industry know they've either been selected, not selected, or that there are questions that need to be asked so more information can be provided to the government and so that the selection can be even further refined. Oftentimes that's what happens, even though we always say we intend not to have discussions, we go into discussions. Industry then has more comments and questions. We then get more time before the proposal, revised proposal comes back in, usually a down-selected pool at this point. They then get reevaluated go through all of the same approval process, and then they finally make it to the decision. That decision then has to be presented back through all of the different approving chains again. Industry has to be notified who won, who lost. The losing vendors often have to get debriefs. Then finally, you have a ward and you can begin delivering on your acquisition. 
So there you have it. That's the acquisition lifecycle process. Question for you, what items did I not mention or do you think needed a little bit more detail in this video or in a next video? Uh, but let me know if I've left out really key parts that you think are critical to the process that adds to that timeline. Uh, so there you have it. That's the acquisition lifecycle from my take. I hope you uh, found this video informative. I hope you're enjoying these. Remember, subscribe and uh, keep innovating. Till next week, cheers.